back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast. My name is Joel, and as always, my lovely, lovely friend. My name is Kyron. Hey, how you doing? Uh, much better than last week, that's for damn sure. <laughs> you sound like you've come back from the brink of death this week. I feel alive. Yes. For, for a variety of reasons that we'll get into soon, but I feel alive. <laughs> yes, actually, that's a good point. Um, yeah, great. So, how have you all been doing this week? I hope you've all been doing well. I hope you've all been playing some good games. I know we have. We've been playing heaps, actually, this week. I think we're a bit biased, though, about what we play. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I like to think that I have good taste when it comes to games, you know. I like saying that because it's like, of course I have good taste. I'm going to say I have good taste because it's my taste. No one's going to come out and say, ah, I really like playing bad games. Yeah. Played this game the other day. It was awful. Some people might. That's how they make their bread and butter. Like, you know, just go look at YouTubers and stuff like that. Yeah, well. (laughs) Uh, Alrighty. Let's uh, let's kick it off. Let's just do it. Sure. How are we doing? Cool. Alright, what have you been playing, Karen? Well, Joel... This has actually been a pretty good week for me. Yep. It's been a good week. It's been a week that a game came out that I've been waiting for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, literally since it was announced. Uh, Abzu was been, has been, like, the primary time sink of my week. Right. Uh, which is, of course, the new game from Giant Squid, which is mm-hmm. led by Matt Narva, who was, like, the art director, I'm pretty sure, on some of that game company's games, like Journey, Flower, blah, 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 blah. Ah, yes. Uh, yes, so, yes. With that pedigree in mind, the game is gorgeous. Like it's it's like it's probably one of the most beautiful games I played this generation. It's just right. stunning to look at. And on top of that, Austin Wintery's score again. Like this guy can do no wrong. Like I don't know how he does it every time, but every time he steps up to the plate for a score, hits it out the park. Yep, it evokes so much emotion, much like Journey, which is like go play Journey and then play Abzu and then you and me best friends um (laughs) but like I'm one of two so far you're close you're getting there yeah but um the game's you know it's not too long so I can see people are probably gonna start leveling the old oh it's only two hours long argument because if you know what to do you can beat it you know that quickly probably right but again just like Journey so much of the joy from the game comes from just soaking in the environments like yeah. literally because you're underwater in this one but yeah oh like I went from I don't want to spoil too much because like the some of the stuff in the later parts of the game are actually really cool it's really right. cool and I don't want to spoil it so go play it if you're interested but like I got to swim I got to like cruise along on the back of a manta ray oh, that's awesome. I got to like jump out of the water with a school of a pot of like orca it's it's a special sort of experience that i don't think comes along often enough but when it yep. does come along oh man there's nothing like it yeah like i i'm definitely i it's definitely on my radar i didn't know much about it beforehand um but it's definitely on my radar now because uh i like from the visuals uh, the, from the videos that i've seen the visuals look amazing um and obviously like you know having that pedigree of you know people who were involved in journey which i did play and i did play quite quite a while after the the hype the zeitgeist yeah exactly the zeitgeist surrounding it it's like uh so i played it quite a while after and i, I did i really enjoyed it regardless I, I may not have had the same may not have had the same impact as it would have had i played it 
when it had come out. Man, Journey changed me. Yeah, like I like it's 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 a great it's a great little game. And but you're saying about like the length of Abzu is like it's only two hours long. I mean, Journey's not long, exactly. And it's still like one of those things that's that'll stick with you. And you know, those moments are really special. Like especially in our older ages now, where where um, we don't have that sense of wonder that we have when we're kids where like you know anything can be amazing like you know the first time you pick up Yoshi's Island or Super Mario Kart and it blows you away now we sort of take that for granted I guess that's true so, it's definitely true to a degree um, picking up the controller and just just the start of that game is just you know that you're in for a, a treat basically yeah yep you get Fantastic. the freedom of the controls as you glide around underwater it takes I took a little bit of time to really grapple it but once I did like pff, no issues it was gorgeous and yep. you, you, were, you were in voice chat with me for the first part of it like I was just yeah, was. giggling at some stuff just going oh my god I can't believe I'm like hanging out with a, a reef shark this is awesome it's <laughs> I was eating play- other fish and I'm just hanging out with it like that's great I was playing I was playing Hyperlight Drifter and like trying to progress through that a little bit more and then I'd get Kyron's on the other end because it, it was like Two minutes after midnight, where Karen's like, "It's out. I'm playing. It's here." It and was it was downloaded like it, and just going, "Hey, you can play me in half an hour." Because I pre-ordered it, I was like, "Come on, midnight, hurry up!" Yep. And it was just like I was sitting uh, sitting there playing Hyperlight Drifter, and then all I'd hear was, "Ah, oh, oh, that's ah, oh, oh, that's so cool!" Ah, oh, every five minutes, and I was like, "Yeah, Karen's having a good time." Uh, it's just bliss. Yep, lovely lovely that's my happy place like games like that i can't <laughs> wait to see what that game company do next like yep. genova chen and the gang i'm so excited but it's even better to know that i've got their next project to look forward to and i'm down to got giant squid making similar games or games that appeal to me in that area i'm just like oh yep. this is this is it this is the golden age for me in this sort of indie two-hour game department well that's the thing like i like i'm i'm over the last couple of years, I'm such a big advocate for the the indie game scene because most of the games that I play that stick with me are indie games. Like I, I'm I'm not someone who rushes out to buy the newest installment in Assassin's Creed or or Call of Duty or anything like that. Like I'll play those games, and like most of the time, I will enjoy them to some extent. But it's so you know rare that I I go out of my way to get hyped about a AAA game anymore. The last one was probably Uncharted Four, and before that was, I I couldn't even tell you probably what it would be. Um, I I like that this this indie scene is uh, becoming so much more prevalent and so much more exciting. It's where people are taking risks and taking a chance on something that you know uh, a big name you know publishing company might not take a risk on, but they are starting to take risks on it because they're realizing that's where the money's at. That's where people want these these new and different experiences from from their games that's cool it's great that's, that's the thing like i love indie games to get me wrong but like i think it's important to say that triple a is also has its advantages like oh, as much as i love an indie game i couldn't get the sort of freaking amazing visual fidelity from a naughty dog game yeah you know in an indie package so i love i love both just give them all yeah. to me yeah, absolutely. Like it's just it's good. I I just find like that you know like you said about those those experiences that don't come along so often. I find that they are more readily available in the indie scene, and that's that's great. These really weird offbeat things that are you know one of which I've been playing. I'll talk about soon. But 
um, yeah, it's 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 cool. It's it's a, it's it's an exciting time to be a gamer in uh, in this day and age to have so much choice and so much to play and so much uh, to suit your own tastes that's yeah. out there. Well, basically, so what I'm saying is, go and play Abzu. Just yep. do it. Don't don't look up too much about it. Just know that you can, if you want to be really harsh or you want to really really just nail it down, it is sort of basically underwater journey. Like you know, the progression's sort of similar. Right. Like segment the areas. You're kind of just exploring the environment. There are like murals that sort of give you a hint at the story, like Journey had. Shells sort of serve as collectibles, like the symbols from Journey, and blah blah blah. Right. There's no multiplayer. It's just solely a single player experience. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's just so nice, nice, beautiful. Music's incredible, and Austin and Matt and the whole team just hats off to you. Have have all my money because I'm gonna I'm gonna be sinking a lot of money into Abzu stuff. <laughs> just it's I can't I can't not do it. I have to. Brilliant. But that's not all. That's not all I've been playing. Hey, all right. Because that was that was the first couple of days of my week, and I was like, what else could I play? So I opened up the PlayStation Store and was like, I, I tabbed across the new releases and I saw a thing called Layers of Fear Masterpiece Edition, which was unavailable to me. And I was like, why can't I have this? <laughs> so I tabbed across the DLC. Turns out there's new content for that horror game, Joel. hey So I bought it and I played a bit tonight. Lovely. And? Yeah. Horror games that I choose to play are... Why do I do it to myself? I don't know. I don't. Yep. I couldn't tell you. Yep, that's that's my thoughts. Why do people choose to do that? No it's just, idea. It's so exhilarating, but lost on me. Basically, it sort of strikes the same notes as the core game did. So you know, mm-hmm. very much like it's. I guess you could say jump scary in its essence. Corridors, yep. like scares that you can see coming, that it happens. And you're like, oh, oh, ooh. but just I like the way it does it and. The story it's telling from the daughter's perspective this time. So she's, she's okay. sort of like come back to the to the house in question, from what I can mm-hmm. tell so far, and sort of explores the relationship between the mother and father, which you didn't really see in the base game. Okay, and um, it doesn't look as good as I would like, but that's right. that's just being picky. There's still it could be just because of the style they've chosen. I guess I don't know. Things look a bit foggy and blurry. But, okay, um, so, so it looks different to to what the the core game looked like. Sort of, I guess. Like, uh, it's hard to really say because okay. you saw me play some of the first game. I did, yes, and it, it had some good moments. But yeah, absolutely. I've noticed at least in the parts of this game I played so far, the corridor sections feel more foggy and blur- okay. like a little bit blurry. So it could be just the atmosphere they're going for. I don't know. I, I'm still oh. really enjoying it, Strange. but it's taking some getting used to. So, okay. Yeah. But it's good. Music's good. The voice acting, I'm not sold on yet. Like, there hasn't been much of it, but... Right. Good game for, like, $8, even if I had to pay $10 because of Sony. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I, I did that tonight. I did that no no more than two hours ago when I decided to impulse buy the first episode of Batman Telltale series. And I was like, yeah, cool. $8.95. Yeah, sure, why not? I'll, I'll pick that up. I'll give it a go. I'll see what it's all about. That's how I they get you, Joel. That's how and they get you. like... I, I got to it and, and tabbed through and bought it, and I'm like, great. And then it was like, yeah, $10 has been added to you. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck okay. Sony. I don't know how much that was, but yeah, so this DLC was like, I think, 7 55 or some random yep. amount. So I was like, 
don't judge me, internet, but I was like, maybe I could buy a, a couple of, like, I don't know, Overwatch loot boxes. No, because hey. they're two ninety five for two of them, and I had oh, two forty five on my account. I was just like, well, this is bullshit. I'm nowhere near that. I've got fucking, like, a dollar. I've got a dollar five just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, so that, that two dollars something's going to sit there probably until I buy something next i guess maybe some dlc or something i'm just like god damn it sony just let me pay the amount i need to pay by credit how card. much how much was that uncharted theme oh uh, i want to say 275 maybe so yeah. i'm probably short on it damn. i checked because i was like definitely gonna be. i checked some of the themes and it's like no this theme is three dollars i'm like oh fuck you oh. guys like i'm just sitting on this 245 god why oh. so that sucked yep dlc is good though like if you enjoyed layers of fear i'd say check it out I'm, just, I'm gonna spend more time off it this weekend, and I can't wait to scare myself out of my mind. Good, I I won't be doing that. Yeah, you're missing out, Joel. Yeah, if you're uh, listening to this, you probably listen, you probably watched <laughs> me play fucking Resident Evil Seven demo. Uh, hey, and just for the record, like if, uh, for all of you out there that are like, you should play more horror games, Joel. Well, fuck you. That's what you should go walk hey. off more cliffs. Hey, man, you're fine. You're here. You're alive. You survived. Barely. I wasn't. I, I thought I died about three times during, during that whole you thing. You got uh, this. You got this. It affected me mentally, like, for a, <laughs> a couple of days. I don't, oh, anyway. Oh, well. And that, and even that's not all. It was... Whoa! Big week. I don't, there's more. There's more, Joel. This one, this one is also indie. Ooh. I think I mentioned it, actually, at the end of last week's episode. I think you did, yes. I, I had got a sweet little email from Platonic saying... Love, lady. Hey, uh, your backer code is here for the ukulele toy box demo. Woo! It's awesome. Ugh. It's great. Like, it's... Like, even from watching the trailers, I was like, I'm obviously going to love this game. Yeah. But I'm going to kick in the extra money because I want to try it. Oh, man, the controls. It's like... It's sort of like coming home you know yep the old days of the collectathon platformers like Mario 64 Banjo-Kazooie Donkey Kong 64 all those ones yep we were talking like last week I think one, the week before about I Am Setsuna and saying how it was like JRPG comfort food yeah it sort of sounds like a very similar concept as a toy box like the toy box demo definitely feels like that and yep. I'm sure the full game will offer even more but just it just felt nice to play it the controls were good, like ukulele as a pair, like their move sets was was familiar, but it was yep. fun to play with. Level design was interesting. The music was just fun, just so much, just a great atmosphere. I'm so excited for that game. Um, I'm a little sad that I didn't back it at a higher level so I could actually play it myself. But um, I'll, I'll bring it down. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll log into my Steam account on your laptop and you can try it out because it's just so good, man. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to have like go hands on with it and just have a look at it because, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that game. I, I went through and collected all the collectibles in that just to make sure. Yep. I mean, it's not a big deal because I'm sure it's all over the internet, but they give you the heads up on a little secret that's going to be in the full version of the game. So that was nice of them. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So if you if you watch some people's streams, you probably see it. But like, if you get all 100 of the of the collectible items and get the special thing for getting that yep it opens up like a, a switch you can go and press and go explore more and you find like a character and he'll t- he'll describe a secret that you can look for in the full game so that's kind of oh, cool it's kind of neat cool. but again i'm worried it's all over the internet so it doesn't it's not going to be that yeah. special still you know i know i know what's up i know where to look 
it's super reminiscent of like of those games like Banjo Kazooie and all that. We had those sort of random areas that you had to go through a sequence of things to get to and uh, for someone to tell you to go somewhere else and do this little thing here and yeah. So it's good that they're carrying over that sort of that same uh, heritage, I guess, from the, from those games. Definitely. Oh, and also before I forget, it it doesn't really. Normally, I wouldn't bring it up, but it feels mm. important to say that if you really if you liked the writing in Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie, which mm. it was great, like it was fun. Yep. The dialogue is as good in this one so far. Just oh, some good. some great lines that I really enjoyed. So it's excited that. for this full game. God, yeah, give it I, to me. And it's it's not super far away now. No, we're, no it's Q one twenty seventy at this point. Yeah, we're 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 about six months away from it. That's oh. that's exciting. And I've still got. I think there's still a combat backer demo that's going to come out as well. Oh, okay, cool. Because there wasn't awesome. any real combat. It was mostly just the platforming and collecting. Yeah, uh, you could do the combat moves like, but there was no enemies to hit. And the, I think one of the characters actually makes a point to be like, "Yeah, don't worry, I cleared all those out for you." You're just like. <laughs> so. So yeah, I think they're doing another demo that will let you play with the combat. So bring it on, guys! I can't wait. Fantastic. But that's uh, geez, that's me. Ooh, yeah. What about you? Me? Ah, uh, well, like yourself, I've been playing quite a lot of different things this week. Um, I'm going to start off with one that I'm not going to talk a whole lot about for a couple of reasons. One, there's a video of it out on our YouTube channel over at Dialogue Options. Um, and two, it's something you should probably experience for yourself as well, even. Even just watching someone else play it as well. Like me. Uh, it's called Dr. Langskov, the Tiger, and the Terribly Cursed Emerald. That is a mouthful of a name, by yep. the way. Yep, it is. It sounds like a, It sounds like the, the title to like a, a family-friendly Steve Carell movie. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard about this. I was watching, I was watching the uh, Achievement Hunter podcast off-topic, and one of the guests they had on there uh, was talking about how he doesn't play games all that much, but... He likes Portal, and he played a lot of Portal, and he mentioned this game, and sort of mentioned a little bit about it, what it was about, and I was intrigued, so I thought I'd go searching for it. I found it on Steam, it's free, it's 20 minutes long, so it's just something, it's just a really short experience, um, and without saying too much, it, it, it's basically, you're lining up to play a game, essentially, and you're about to go through and play this game, but you're backstage waiting to go through, and uh, as you're waiting there... It's um, it, you're you're hanging out there and it's all good, uh, and then you realise uh, the the announcer who is voiced by Simon Amstel, uh, from Nevermind the Buzzcocks fame, uh, and some of his stand up comedy and things as well. He's a really really funny guy. If you haven't heard of him, uh, he announces that someone's already in the game, and that you'll have to wait your turn basically. Uh, but he says in the meantime you can get a little bit of a sneak peek and we'll we'll get you to help out with some of the effects in the game. So you basically go backstage of the game as someone else is playing it. Um, and that's all I'll say about it, just because I feel like that that's probably enough if you're really intrigued by it to go and check it out, um, because it is, it's, it's very funny. Uh, I later found, I, I, as I was playing it, I think I mentioned it in, in, in the video, uh, it I, it gave me very big tones of the Stanley Parable, which I also fucking love. That game is so Stanley Stanley Parable is very good. It's a very good game, like a really really interesting game. Yeah, I was gonna say it's another one of those ones that you have to play to yep. really get absolutely the, to, to get it for lack yeah. of better words. You can't you can't explain it to someone because it, it, it makes no sense. Um, and I, I found myself playing that game 
for far longer than I probably should have. Like, it, it, I, I played quite a lot of that game just to try and find out all these different possible results and scenarios that could, that it could occur. Um, so I'm not sure. I, I found out as I've been playing through this game that uh, it was by one of the, the uh, designers, I think, on the Stanley Parable. Uh, oh, okay. And so I was like, ah, oh, cool. Uh, there's that, that pedigree. The, the company that, that produced it's called Crows, Crows, Crows. They have a website up. You can set up to their mailing list. Apparently, they've got a couple of other games out as well, um, sort of very similar short-based experiences um, that I haven't played yet, but I'm definitely going to go and check them out. Uh, but they said, well, you know, I signed up for their mailing list because they said we'll we'll send out some cool stuff coming out uh, that's coming up soon. You know, we've got more little tasty morsels to give out to you. I'm like, sweet, great. I want to know more about these guys. So um, definitely go check that out. It's it's really funny. Um the video might be a little bit boring because I, I thought it'd be a good idea to sort of jump into it without having played any of it myself at all. Um, but it just sort of resulted in me just being swept up in the game and not talking a whole lot. So, uh, <laughs> But it's definitely, if you want to check it out, if you've got a PC, it's 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 literally free on Steam. Like, just search for Dr. Langskov. Um, you know, don't worry about typing the rest of it in because it'll pop up automatically. Uh, and yeah, it's a free-to-play 20-minute experience and it's a lot of fun. Which is, again, reiterating that fact I said before about like the indie scene. I love this kind of weird, meta, fourth-wall-breaking, experimental shit that people are doing. I really enjoy that kind of stuff. So um, if you've got any suggestions of anything like that that I might not have heard about, please hit me up with that because I'd love to check them out. But uh, that's number one of the things I've been playing this week. Um, I've also been playing... I played a little bit of Rebel Galaxy which is one of the PlayStation Plus games this month. Um, it's very cool. It's a, it's a space trading sim. Uh, it's by a two-person... I didn't know this. It, when I was looking at the game before to sort of write a little bit about it for our, for, for the podcast, I, I realised it was by a two-person studio called Double Damage. Um, so two guys... Two people made that game. It's a good and name for a studio with two people as well. It, yeah, isn't it? I love that. I think it's a great name for a studio. Um, especially with two people. Uh, but yeah, like when you play the game, it's it's impressive to realize that only two people made that game. Um, so yeah, it's a space trading sim. You know, you're flying around space, completing missions, trading like various minerals and items between people, and you know, taking out enemies uh, and and collecting bounties on people's heads and things like that. Uh, it reminded me a lot of Freelancer. Did you have you ever had a Freelancer, Karen? I, I definitely have from yeah. like the old days. Yeah, it was one of the games I used to play on my PC, and I never had a good like a top end PC when this when it came out um, by any stretch of me uh, of the imagination. But this was a game because it was in space; like there wasn't a lot to load in and things like that, so I could play it on a relatively good looking settings. And I played a lot of it. It was such a great game. There's another like space trading sim um, where you just fly to between planets and in between planets you'd sort of come across you know enemies and you'd have to go engage in some like dogfighting and stuff like that um it's a little bit different freelancer had the, the the ability to have i think you could have like bigger like freighter ships but also like fighter plane uh fighter ships as well um whereas rebel galaxy is more you, you, freighter class uh ships that you have i think there's like five that you can buy and upgrade throughout the game um but it's a lot of fun. The the, the combat uh, in it is very very reminiscent of the ship combat in Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which was arguably the best part of that whole game. Oh, definitely. Um, I don't think you would you would find anyone who would dispute that. 
No, no. I, I played a lot of the mobile Assassin's Creed Pirates or something. I can't remember what it was called. It was Assassin's Creed something, but it was a mobile version, which was just it was just the the ship combat. Oh, okay. Yep, and it was and that was it. And you could unlock stuff that you could use in like all Ubisoft games that you could use in in Assassin's Creed Four, in Assassin's Creed Black Flag. But it was uh, it was just the sh- the ship combat on the phone, and it worked really well because it's you know it just swiping you know cool swipe to the left yep cool they're over that side I'll line up my shots tap that yep all good so it worked really well as a uh, as a mobile game um and yeah like i said it was the best part of the game and, and rebel galaxy has that same sort of thing so all the combats you know broadside combat well not all of it but most of it's broadside combat so rolling up beside another ship and trying to line them up with your uh, your broadside cannons and just pelting people with them um, you've also got turrets as well that you can manually control. Also, they can be auto-controlled, so like you know, controlled by the AI. Um, I like to jump into the into the turret every now and then. It's, it's a lot of fun. Blast some ships out of the air. Uh, but yeah, I've only played like maybe an hour and a half, two hours of it so far. It came out for the the Plus Games this month, um, and I was like, I'll download that because I really want to play it because uh, uh, one of our friends has been playing. Uh, bought it a while ago, and he's been playing. It. He said it was really good. And it sounded really interesting, so I wanted to play it. Um, so I downloaded it, jumped into it for a little while. I'm definitely going to go back to it. I'll probably sink my teeth into it a little bit more this weekend. Um, that and trying to finish Hyperlight Drifter this weekend, that's my, my aim. Do it. Yeah, oh, look, I'm really enjoying Hyperlight Drifter. Don't get me wrong. The game's so good. The more I play it, the more frustratingly amazing that game is. I finished um, it the other day, and it was just so satisfying. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go back to it after I've had a bit of a... A break because it's it got pretty intense in the yeah. last few fights. So yeah, I've been a bit of a break to chill. I've just beaten the southern boss, so I as far Ooh, as I okay, know. the so southern boss. I, yeah, Ooh, you're close, man. You're so close. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I was trying to like mop up a few triangles, but well, I might just I might try and do as many as I can, and then just uh, truck on through to the end, but. Uh, but Rebel Galaxy is really good. The best thing about Rebel Galaxy uh, is the soundtrack. I fucking adore the soundtrack of this game. It's all, like, bluesy rock music, like southern blues, uh, lots of slide get- steel guitars and stuff like that. And it's so good, and it works so well for um, for that type of game where you're this sort of, you know, space trader, you know, Space Cowboy, essentially. Like, so, Firefly. It's Firefly. Yeah, it, is, it is Firefly, Firefly the game. It's basically Firefly, and it's awesome. It's really good. Um, and it's free at the moment if you have PlayStation Plus and a PS4. So, the, go and go and download it. Go and download it. It's really good. Can I be Can I be Mal? Just be Mal. Yeah, I mean, they, they give you a character that you have to be. It's not like you get to create your own. But Dang. you could just replace all the dialogue in your head. I'll just, I'll just imagine yeah. that, I'm, that I'm Mal. It's fine. Yep. The, the second series that never was. <laughs> oh. oh Rip in peace. Uh, and the last thing I've been playing this week uh, is a game I've been wanting to play for a, a while now, uh, ever since it came out on Vita, but it just launched on mobile, and I decided to pick it up for a few reasons. Um, it's uh, Severed by Drinkbox Studios, uh, or Drinkbox Games. I don't know the exact uh, subtitle they have, but yeah, Drinkbox Studios Games, whatever they, they call themselves. Um, who you would probably know if you've played the game Guacamole, because that was their last game that they made. Guacamole is good. It's a really good game. That's a solid game. It's a really good uh, uh, Metroidvania brawler. 
um, with just great characters, great art style, and um, fun combat. Fun combat, yeah, like lots of, and like a really in depth combat as well. Mm. The uh, the combos get really, really, really hectic in that game. And like when you've got two players, like you can really you can really wreck shop in that game. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to play that co op. That was the first game I finished on the Vita. Um, because I had it for free, so I was like, I'll give it a go. It looks kind of fun, and I I was like, I have to finish this game. It's so good. Um, so when I heard about Severed, I was like, yeah, I'm totally on board with this. Um, I just never got around to picking it up for my Vita, um, because it sort of came out when there was a whole bunch of other stuff that I was having to pay for, not necessarily games, but you know, life. Um, but yeah, it got uh, released for iOS this week, and I'm pretty sure it's on the uh, the Google Play Store as well. It's just on mobile in general this week. Uh. And I was like, I'll pick it up. Uh, one, because I wanted to play it, and two, because it has a really cool record function. You can record the screen straight from the game, which doesn't happen a lot on iOS without jailbreaking. So that was a really cool thing. I was like, oh, excuse for me to make a video, which I have done and should be up over the weekend for you all to have a look at. Um, I'll try to something a little bit different in this one, so we'll see if you like it. But the game itself is really, really good. I'll just touch on it briefly because the video will cover it all. Um, it's a first-person dungeon-crawling experience, or a first-person dungeon-crawling uh, game uh, with Infinity Blade combat. So I love Infinity Blade. I always have since those games came out. Um, I sort of dropped off the bandwagon towards the third one just because the storyline started getting really, really convoluted and really, really... I have no idea what's going on. Um... But the combat was always fun in those games. It was surprisingly deep for just slashing at stuff on a screen with your finger. Um, it was sort of like, you know, Fruit Ninja on steroids. And this is really great too because uh, the storyline's coherent. You start, you wake up as a girl who, who finds her home wrecked, her family's gone, and worst of all, she's missing an arm, which is not optimal. No, well, having arms is quite useful. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um it's uh, it's pretty grisly when they show it too, but it's uh, it's cool. And this mysterious entity arrives, hands her a sword, and goes, "Go find your family." And so you venture off into these these dungeons, um, and so you tap in the middle to move forward, and you tap the left and right to sort of turn left and right, and that's how you navigate the maps. And uh, and then the air combat's like Infinity Blade, so you slash at enemies and. Uh, some enemies will require you. They have each enemy has a certain pattern that you have to try and figure out. It's not overly difficult to do, but um, and you slash at them until they die. There's a focus meter as well that if you do a bunch of successive attacks uh, without hitting one of their blocks, uh, eventually it'll fill up a, a like a it's called a focus meter, and you'll have the opportunity when you kill that enemy to sever some of its limbs and you use them as your resource resources for upgrading so um it's a really fun game i highly recommend it it's it's like 10 bucks on the app store which i know is like you go oh 10 bucks for a mobile game oh, but it's not a mobile game it's that's it's, it, that that that's changing though like that that expectation yeah. that it's like 10 bucks is like whoa 10 bucks for a mobile game i don't know guys yeah and it's 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 because it's, it's i think on the vita it's like 14 or 15 bucks at the moment um but the fact that it's not on it's on something that isn't the Vita which as sad as it is is you know not a lot of people have not as many people as Sony would probably would have liked to have uh compared to people who've got you know Androids or iPhones Look, so I'm still not convinced Sony cares 
Oh, they don't. I think they they wrote that off a long time ago. But um, this is a it's a really great game. Uh, and if for some reason you don't own a Vita or an Android or a, uh, Apple device, uh, it is coming out for the 3DS and Wii U later on in the year as well. And I, I hear it's going to have cross buy capabilities for that, so you can play between the two. Um, I'll probably pick it up again just because it's it's such a good game. It's really really fun. Um, Highly recommend. Uh, that's about it for what we've been playing this week, I think. Busy week. Wrap that one up. Busy week. Busy yeah, week really of, busy like, week. Of, of bits here and bits there. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's been sort of, you know, little tidbits of information here and there. It's been been fun that we'll cover, we'll cover right now. Uh, so, uh, it wouldn't be a Dialogue Options podcast if we didn't discuss Pokemon Go. It's, it's ever since it's, it's impossible to avoid it this week. Like what's happening yeah, at the moment in Pokemon exactly. Go is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, did you want to go into that one? Well, I'll tell you what because I I looked I opened up the the basically the, the updates that Niantic posted on their Facebook page just because I wanted to like right. revisit them. Okay, so basically it all started with that two days ago I think it was when they they pushed out an update that fixed this reset display but it was, yeah. it was confusing because it, what it actually did was removed it yep and people were like got well, rid of it completely why did you do this and the explanation basically seems to be they want to fix it and you know put it back out because I mean it is pointless to exist in the form it was which is just like oh yeah yeah, everything is three steps away which if you play Pokemon Go means it's like it's it might be near you somewhere yeah it makes it impossible to track them but the thing that was really shifty about that to start off with was the tracking sites started to go down. Right. Now, some people um, uh, are not really in favour of the tracking sites. Others are. Personally, yep. I think that it was nice to have something like that to at least give you a better idea. Because even the Pokemon games let you do that sort of stuff. Like, Yeah, especially the later ones. They exactly. Have, they essentially have a poker tracker that, yeah. that's built into I the touchscreen on the bottom. The Dexnav or something like that. You can basically say, yeah, cool, yeah. I want to find this Pokemon. Like, I think they're okay. Their reasoning was basically was interfering with their ability to maintain their quality of service for users. I'm not sure right. what truth there is to that, but, I mean, it's interesting... I think I, the Poker Vision, I think that was the one, like the particular one that's been mostly mentioned. The, the Poker Vision creator was basically pleading to Niantic to like just let them run their site again, you know. Yeah, at least until they fix. I I, I think he he the, the, whoever it was that the that run uh, the Poker Vision site, or uh, Poker Tracker or whatever it's called. Um, he they they came out and said, oh, look, just at least let us run it." as a temporary fix until you get your shit together and, you know, they put it much more nicer and eloquent yeah, than yeah. I did, but the, until they got their shit together and uh, and got their version of what they were trying to do back up and running, which, I look, I agree with. They, they, they should have, you know, they had a system that was working, so why not let them run? And then once there's anything coming, I go, all right, guys, look, we've done it now. We've got it in our app. Thanks for your help, I guess. I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. It's a sticky situation. I mean, it's a it's a it's just kind of a bummer because um, I've been on a couple of Pokemon hunts with some some friends around here around town, mm-hmm. and basically we opened up PokeVision and we were like, cool, there's some Pokemon over here for the next ten minutes. So we drive right. over there and just 
hang around, walk around, explore that area. And without being able to do that, you kind of just pull up your list and you're like, okay, these these like retarders and PGs and all that are near me. But I, I don't know, I can't really... like. It becomes more of an... It takes a bit more effort. Yeah. Than, I mean, I'm happy to walk around and catch Pokemon, but it just... Yep. I don't know. When I'm surrounded by PGs and retarders and stuff, I'm a lot less inclined to go hunting. Yeah. Well, see, my, my thing is if I go on a big walk... I'll I'll buy a lucky egg and an incense before I go, and I'll pop both of them and I'll go for a walk. I'll probably buy a couple because you know a walk can usually go for about an hour. So I'll I'll go for a big walk, pop a couple of those, and that's how I get most of my Pokemon. I don't do that all the time. It's like maybe once a week, if that. I haven't done it at all this week. Um, I am heading into the city on Sunday, so I think we're going to do some some hunting then. But. Uh, it hasn't affected me as much as some other people like yourself that have been using those poker tracker uh, sites to to help themselves and to help go and experience the game like it's supposed to be experienced. So I don't know. It's tough. It's like oh yeah, I I remember I was very annoyed when they pulled it down and when like all the tracking sites basically stopped working. I have mm-hmm. opened Pokemon Go less since this has all happened. Yeah, same. It's just kind of I open it. I'm like cool. There's a lot of pidgeys around me. I'm good. I don't, I don't need to catch pidgeys. Don't, yeah, I'm, I'm pidgeys. So many pidgeys, so many rotatas. I'm just like, well, look, I've, I know that you're worth experience points. And also, there's been some people, actually, this is going to link into what I'm about to complain about. Right. Some people seem to think they've messed with the capture rates and stuff. Okay, uh, right. I, didn't, I haven't read too much into it, so a lot of this might come across as conjecture. But mm. people have apparently been noticing that the higher your level, like your trainer level, even some of the weaker Pokemon are becoming unnecessarily difficult to catch. I have noticed that. Yeah, I have also noticed that, actually. I was trying to catch a couple of, like, not super low level, but, you know, like maybe 100, 200 CP Rattatas. Yep. Uh, they did not want to stay in my Pokeballs. Nope. I had the same sort of thing. I think I had like a level 30 Magikarp flea from me. A Magikarp fled? A level, th- like a CP 30 Magikarp, Magikarp fled from me. How does Magikarp flee? I don't know. I actually want to see I think that. I fell over and like I had a fucking mild seizure or something. I don't know. <laughs> you it was, imagined I, that it was never there to begin with. Yeah, exactly. It was a figment of my imagination. I died. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's... I don't know what happened. Again, I don't know how much of that is true, but I have noticed some stuff like that. Like, I've been throwing more Pokeballs at some of the lower Pokemon. I'm like, um, I'm not buying Pokeballs, Neantic. It's not happening. Yeah. I mean, oh, look. It's tricky. Uh, it is, it's a fun thing that I, I still do. Like, you know, if I'm going into the city or if I'm going to catch up with a friend and it's like, I know we're going to be walking around a shopping center or we're going to be going somewhere that I haven't been before or haven't been frequently... I'll pull it out and have a look. Um, but I'm sort of slowing down with it a bit now. Yeah, I think um, that seems to be the, not, the general consensus at the moment. Yeah, which, you know, all that's going to take to get people back in, which I think is going to happen very soon, is like, all right, legendary events. All right, this is happening now. All right, we'll get a little bit more. Well, because we had and, the uh, Articuno and Moltres, yeah. like, controversy that, that erupted as well. Yeah, so, so basically uh, a few Pokemon Go users claimed that they had received 
uh, Articuno, uh, and was it Moltres as well? I saw I saw pictures of Moltres. I definitely know right. Articuno was one of them though. Articuno was definitely definitely one of them. Yeah, so a few people received as a gift an Articuno, but apparently, like it's been an, an error. Like Niantic yep. has has taken them all away now, which is interesting. Yep. And taken them back, but so we know that they like obviously. I mean. Niantic have said that it exists they exist but we definitely have proof and uh, visual proof that they exist now which is interesting uh, the thing that which means tricky, that just to interrupt you sorry I just yeah that's it. fine I, and it didn't even occur to me until I saw the picture man leveling mm. those things up is going to be a bitch yep where are you getting that Articuno candy from man yep do you think they're going to chuck in something out some other way to I mean if the pitch is anything to go by it, I, rem- I looked at it and it said to level it up I needed 2000 Stardust and like 2 Articuno candy ah so that's okay. that's not too bad so it's no, not it's like you know, candy. you still need like 5 but um Cause he- yeah that's interesting you're not going to be tripping over Articunos that I'm aware of so that's, yeah, I don't well, know yeah. I'm interested but yeah it was a, that was another whole thing that Pokemon Go's had happened the last yeah. couple of days it's been a it's been an interesting week for Pokemon Go. I think like it's not so much the shines wearing off. I think people are just sort of dying down. I think people will still play, play it casually, but no, no one's going out on like you know, epic quests anymore nah. as, like they were. And it was always going to happen. It was never going to stay like that I mean, forever. It's a mobile and, game. The drop off will happen. Yeah, honestly, and it's still I'm a great. Little bit amazed it lasted as long as it did. Not to be too negative, yeah, same. but I expected the drop off would be a lot quicker. But it lingered yeah. a lot longer than I thought. It did, and it was. It look, we'll always have those memories. It was. We're, got, we're speaking we're about it like it's dead, man. It's not. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean, though. But like, we'll always have those memories of when it first launched. How crazy that was to see, just so many people out and about doing this one thing that you were doing as well. You felt like you were part of something. Yeah, stri- everyone was striking doing. up conversations about Pokemon. Yeah, with complete strangers. And, you know, it was an excuse for me. Like I said, I just moved to a like you know two hours away from where I used to live. So it was an excuse for me. I hadn't actually gone out around near my house, which I live right near a river, and gone for a walk and explored the area. And now I have, and I feel better for it. I've found a few really cool places that I can go and check out. Um, so, yeah, it was it's good. It's been a lot of good. The good has definitely outweighed the bad, but I think a lot of people are overreacting. Oh, yeah. Personally, I think a lot of people are overreacting to... Um, the the events that have transpired over the last week, like I've heard people like out like demanding refunds now, and it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. Well, because I, cause I recall, I thought I saw they wanted refunds for like the incense and stuff that they bought, like the incense. Yeah, but I've also thought I also 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 heard I said also a lot there. Just roll with it. Um, <laughs> that. Again, I don't know how true this is. I haven't actually dug that much into Pokemon Go's seedy insides. Yeah, but I've heard that back maybe do- incenses don't always attract Pokemon on your nearby list. So, no, no, I I've found that out, and I thought that was always the case. Yeah, me but too. It was just like you know would... a random occurrence. Like it's, that's what the the incense was for. Like so, personally, um, I don't think that you know I I don't see a claim there really. No, not at all. If the I nearby think list doesn't affect what you call an incenses, then sorry. I think I, you know. It seems to me, and I'm going to get uh, for all. I'm sorry to all the you know middle aged 
housewives out there that are probably listening to this. Um, but I, it feels it seems like there's a lot of the people that you know that the I need to speak to your manager crowd. It's like, well, this didn't go my way, so I want something for it. And it's like, well, no, that's not how it works. That's not how life works. So deal with it. Everybody move on. Um, I don't know. It's going to be good. I think the more they add to it in the future, it's going to be really interesting to find out. Absolutely. It'll, it'll just take mm. some time. Like, again, the bumps were expected. Uh, once, once like, the nearby list feature is fixed, I think, again, I'll probably pick it up a lot more than I have been. Yep, I just like having a working nearby list, so hopefully they get that worked out soon. That's mostly yeah. what I want. Yeah, so keep fighting the good fight in the antique. We, we love your work so far. Just, you know, keep at it. We love it. Uh, continuing with the uh, the Indies theme tonight that I'm sort of pushing, uh, critical uh, and public smash hit Inside is coming to the PlayStation 4 at the end of August, which is awesome because I really want to play that game. Um, looking forward to it. Nothing really to talk about there. Just thought I'd touch on that, let everyone know that it's coming out. If you uh, like us and own your your primary gaming console is a, is a PlayStation, you've got something to look forward to. Well, here's the thing. The end of August. Cause I, I do own an Xbox, and I had been considering it. I was like, maybe I could sink the money on this ah. side. And then the trophy list leaked, and I was like, oh, cool. Especially yep. because, I mean, originally I wasn't interested because I... Was not crazy about Limbo, honestly. Right. Yep. It was, that's fair. Like, I, played I, I it. liked it. I think it's a good. I think it's a great game, and I think it's an important game. But I mean, I played it, and like, I, I got a little bit of a way into it, and I was kind of like, "Cool, I, I see what this game is now. I don't really need to finish it because I just wasn't engaged." But Inside, yep, sounds like it's gonna change a lot of yeah. that, and it sounds very cool. And I'm looking forward to trying it out. Yep. Well, Limbo was one of those games that was the it was the turning point for the, the independent game where it was like, you know, this small company made this game that was such a... That game's on everything. It's on, like, Casio 80s watches. Like, it's it's the it's, it's insane. It's on everything. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, in, I'm very excited to hear and see what they've done since then because it's been such a long time since Limbo, so... And that's the thing, like, it's tricky because, like, from what I, all I've seen and read and heard... You also want to not be spoiled, so... Yeah, which I haven't... I've managed to not be spoiled Me yet, too. I've managed great. to avoid it, but it's basically been like, hey guys, Inside's coming to PS4. I'm like, cool, zip it. Zip it, yep. you're done. Don't say yep. anything else. I will a lot play of people the game. Are really, I, I, a lot of people actually have been really respectful yeah. when talking about that game, and it's, it, that's really nice to see that people are just like, yeah, we don't want it. We It's such... And that, that, that speaks to me that it's a, a very exciting experience because... You know, people are like, we don't want to ruin this for you, um, which is great. It's awesome. So looking forward to that one. I'll be picking that up. We'll probably talk quite a bit more about that or not. We might talk about it very vaguely like like everyone else has been. Just like, hey, in it's the coming really weeks. good, but mm, no spoilers. Yeah, go play it. It's really good. Um, uh, and on to our next topic that we... Yeah, our compulsory topic that we have to touch on I was gonna say, every episode. I'll pull out my check my uh my checklist. We've touched on Pokemon Go. Yep. That means Pokemon Overwatch Go. is yep. next. Yep, Overwatch. Yeah. So Overwatch released another big patch this week, another big update. Uh which now I was 
baffled by this when I first saw it. Uh, I was like, why? Um, the new update is all Summer Olympic Games themed. And I was like, what? What is what is this? But uh, after going hands-on with it last night, uh, we, had a, we had a bit of a session last night and played through uh, some some rounds and uh, experienced what the update had to offer. I like it. It's fun. I, I it's, love the vibes. They're so good. It's just, yeah. I've never, you know, the Olympics are always, no matter if you're into sports or not, they're always an exciting time because it's like, you know, there's always that one random sport that you're like, I want to watch more of that. Like, you know, like gymnastics or the, oh. the one where you have to, like, What's the one where you have to like run through the forest and like shoot stuff, or r- ride a horse and then get off it and shoot stuff? I don't know. There's a weird sport like that. It's like, I want to say decathlon, but it's not that. I don't know. All, I, all I can weird. say is I definitely don't care about the Olympics, but I yep. love this update. Yep, that's fair. It's I, you know I, I I'm not like sports nut fan, but you know the Olympics is always something that's exciting. But yeah, it, it's good to sort of uh, extend that olive branch to the, the, the gaming community that may not be as interested in the Olympics as other people in the world. So, and it works as well because all the characters are from different countries and from different backgrounds and that's like what the Olympics is, you know? People from, you know, well-off families or, you know, have done it tough for so many years and worked their ass off to get the way they are and, and you know, it's, it's, it's really, really cool. It works really well. Um, so basically the things that they've added, uh, they added a whole bunch of skins, uh, new player icons, whole bunch of stuff, an entirely new loot box that you can get. Okay, yeah, the loot box exists, but here's the thing that I hate about it. Right. You can still get duplicates. Yep. I opened up a summer loot box that last night, and I when I got sprays from the base gear set, like this base spray mm-hmm. pool, and there were duplicates, I was like, are you kidding me? Yep. These are loot boxes you're selling for money. Yep. Yeah, but I got, I got unhappy about that. Blizzard have come out and said that, that you know, they know that not everyone's going to get something from this that's Olympics-related, which mm. I get. I get. I get the idea behind that, but I don't know. I would be much more okay with maybe if it didn't pay out as many items, but they were only olympic like a new summer games pool. Yeah, that's probably a better idea. So it's like you know, you only get three things, but one of them's guaranteed to be a summer Olympics thing. Even if it was like that. Yeah, because like I just don't want to open the summer games box and go, oh cool, it's another uh, mercy spray. Yep. That I already had. So thanks for the five currency. I don't know. That's yeah. just me. That's me. No, gra- I look. I, I I agree with you. I think it's you know that. I see where, where where Blizzard are coming from with the way they want to make it exclusive and exciting and, and an event. But um, I think, you know, with everyone being so kind to Overwatch as they have been, I think it, you know, maybe give something a little bit more back. Not to be selfish or anything like that, just... We, you know, we can, we can ask for stuff. We can ask them. Yeah, it's fine. We can ask them. We're not demanding. We're not demanding for refunds like in Pokemon Go. It's, you know... Um, but that's not all, Joel, is it? That is no, not all. They did not. They also added an entirely new... The, the, the weekly brawl this week, essentially, or the weekly brawl, which will be for probably the next couple of weeks, is uh, an entirely new game mode oh, called Lucio Ball. I was going to say, you use new game mode very carefully. New new for Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's put it that way. There's a new new game over Overwatch uh, called Lucio Ball, which, yes, if you have seen it, it's Rocket League. It's just Rocket League, basically. It's Lucio Rocket League. It's Rocket League, um, but doesn't quite work as well as Rocket League. No. Now, we, we played a few rounds last night because uh, we wanted to check it out. And at first I was like, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. And then after a while I realised that the hit detection on the ball was a little bit... It was really janky. It was shitty. Like, I I was not having a good time with that. Um, but then I started, we started to figure out little things about the game, like you know, uh, using Lucio's ult when you get it uh, sucks in the ball closer towards you, and I think it centres it for you. And then you can careen it off into the distance and hopefully score a goal. Um, we lost all the rounds that we played last night. Oh, yeah, terribly. Just, yeah, horribly. But we scored goals, and... Um, I, I had that same... I, I was literally fist-pumping, and it was the same when I was playing Rocket League when it first came out. I I remember I downloaded it at, like, 3 in the morning, and I was like, cool, I'm going to give this a go. I'll play a couple of rounds, and I'll go to bed. Cut to 6 a.m., and I'm sitting in my lounge room, like, you know, hunched over my controller, like, you know, looking at the TV and, like, just tense as anything and scoring a goal and, like, fist-pumping in the air. Oh, I'm just getting so amped up about it. Um, I had that same sort of feeling with playing Lucio Ball last night, which is it's good. But it, it just made me want to go play Rocket League. I say, it definitely made me, like, once we finished up and I closed the game, I went to my list and re-downloaded Rocket League, so... Yep. That's done. Hey, mine's already... I'm good to go. Mine's there, so... Yeah, we, we need to touch on that. We, we should do that tomorrow night. Play some Rocket League tomorrow night? Uh, so maybe. So maybe. Yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. We might play some Rocket League. Some cool. low-key Rocket League. Awesome. Just a cheeky Rocket League. But yeah, so it's a lot of really cool stuff that they've uh, chucked into to Overwatch, including clues, Joel. Mm. Sneaky clues, sneaky clues, raging clues, raging clues, raging clues. <laughs> raging clues. Uh, so, if you've been following Overwatch as well, you would realize that there is a certain character that has not been confirmed yet, but people seem to know bits about, called Sombra. Um, now he or she. I've been describing her, like, Sombra as a she for I, some I have, reason. I have as well. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think so, it may be, like, carry over, carry over from when people assumed that Sombra was the role that Anna Amari ended up filling. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's that, that sort of, that, that crossover is definitely the reason for it. But um, Sombra has been teased in trailers for the game uh, and things like that. Uh, it was the which was the first trailer that they put stuff in. It was oh, for Arna, wasn't it? Like it's it's been a a complicated web of conspiracies and mysteries. Yeah, yeah. So there's been bits of information left in the maps themselves that people have found, um, like blueprints and things like that that have uh, referred to this Sombra that we know nothing about. Uh, then also in Arna's announcement trailer, there was a part where at the end of the video there was like a couple of seconds of like just audio static. And crazy people on the internet who I love, I mean crazy in the best kind of way because I love this kind of shit, but I'm nowhere near as driven or talented to find it. Um, They deciphered it, decoded it, basically figured out that it was a QR code. And when they found that QR code, it read something like, ah, where's the the line that they said? Uh, I believe it was, was that easy? Now that I have your attention, uh, yeah. let's make things more difficult. Yeah. So, you know, 
alarm bells going off already with that, which is cool. This I, is some, I love this that. This is some Valve shit, man. Yeah, it, and I love it. I mean, from what I've heard, though, Blizzard do this quite regularly with their their IPs. Um, from someone who's not been super into Blizzard stuff, not because I don't like it, it's just that I haven't really gotten into like World of Warcraft they're, or they're even Diablo. Or games like that. are primarily a PC platform. Really. Yeah, if well, you're not that's a PC player, reasons. you're probably not going to play much Blizzard. And genres that I'm not very good at, like I'm terrible at StarCraft. I'm just dumb. Get just on my RTS awful. level, Joel. I'm just one fucking v one at RTS. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure, it'll be a very short game. Um, but with uh, the Summer Games update, they released another trailer, and there's a part where Tracer runs, you know, she starts a race and just blitzes by the screen and leaves a trail uh, behind her, and in that trail is a whole bunch of text. This is crazy. And yeah, insane. Uh, and it says, so uh, leaving a trace, uh, Gotaku wrote an article about this as well. A whole bunch of places have written articles about this. But uh, Tracer jumpstarts a race, leaving a trail of text in her, ste- in her stead. When deciphered, using the base 64 cipher, a new code emerged, prefaced by the word salted. This indicates that the new code is again encrypted. To decrypt it, the game detect. Yeah, so people will need to find its key, which is a password. By the way, thank um, you, game detectives, because holy crap. Yeah, right? Like, oh, these guys are insane. They have a I real love it. MVPs of this scenario. So there's this whole ARG going on about Sombra, and, you know, Blizzard have been quite coy in, in playing along with it. So it, it seems like it's legit. It seems and like it at this point. Like... And then that's, that's the thing, too. So later in the video... Uh, the ga- later in the video, the game dissect- detectives discerned what they believed to be a set of cardinal directions and letters associated with certain Overwatch maps. For example, 30 seconds into the video, the word West and a downward-pointing arrow are visible behind the hero Symmetra in Watchpoint Gibraltar. So there's these... Does that mean that the maps have been altered, that there's something in the maps? Well, because people have been finding new stuff, I thought, in the maps with like the last update before Ana came out, I'm pretty sure. Right. Okay. Um, and then there was like the most recent one in the Summer Games video at the end of a clip with, with the Lucio ball stuff. Yes, yeah. I saw that and one. Lucio scores a goal and people have like zoomed in and there's like a weird sort of cloak distortion figure on the goal. Yep. And it sort of moves and then sort of disappears quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, like, like what? Oh my God. So this is, a lot of people are sort of maybe alluding to the fact now that Sombra could be like a spy class, very similar to like the spy in TF2. Um, now I don't it's know crazy. a whole lot about TF2. It's crazy. Yeah, that's it's it's awesome. I love it. I love it so much. I'm so excited to see more Blizzard. Of like with this new Summer Games update, the character the hero gallery screen has already shifted around, and there's yes, like yeah. there's two more slots there now. Yep, just sitting there, which is interesting. So I I think we're we're pretty close. Blizzard have said in the past that their updates and new characters and maps and things like that are, weren't going to be as regular as people would think. But I'm starting to believe that might have been a little bit of a porky pie. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, think, um, I believe their line was, like, they'll be out when they're ready, I think. Yeah. So. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, look, you know, we'll have more news on it, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the future when, when it comes about. Or they'll just keep stringing people along because people love these things. They eat them oh, up. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that that leads perfectly into our next uh, our next topic. Oh, jeez! Because wanting to know more information about something, apparently there's been a report that's come out and said about Nintendo's NX, their next 
consoles that are releasing sometime next year that we still have no idea what it looks like. We have no idea what, what it looks is, like, what it is, if it's actually it coming does. out in March. Yep. We so have, we know nothing. We know nothing, except we've heard reports that there's going to be not only a new Zelda game launching with it, which is Breath of the Wild, uh, and apart from the rumours about it being cartridge-based and all that sort of stuff we touched on last week, which is really, really cool and exciting. Uh, we did talk about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, we definitely did. It's getting late. I'm, I'm getting batty. Um, there have also been reports coming out saying that there's going to within the first six months of the NX launch, there's going to be a new Pokemon game and a new Mario game. Now, a new Pokemon game for this console that is, if we're led to believe at the moment, a handheld home console hybrid... That I'm, technically means maybe a new Pokemon home console game. I'm on the page, but it's going to be, if it's anything, it's going to be Sun and Moon again. Yeah, I think it will be too, um, like an up one of that, like an upscaled version. That's the only which, way you're getting a Pokemon game on console. Which I'll be on board with if I can carry my progress across from the 3DS version. Uh, somehow. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a way. You know, it, it's possible, but you know, who knows what they're going to do. It's it's just crazy. Like so, and not only are these games like so. Okay, this is all very heavy speculation, but there's been reports about this. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh, It's this is with not only a new Pokemon game and a new Mario game and the Zelda game that we already know about within the first six months of the launch of the NX. So they're 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 tripling down on this bad boy look man look at the Wii U like it's been filler yeah. for a while now yep if at this point it seems very clear that Nintendo jumped ship on the Wii U yep like very much like uh, like Sony did with the Vita yeah basically which is yeah. a shame for the Wii U because it's awesome it but, is it's a great console um, I'm still excited for NX but I just Same. as much as I'm excited for it I just wanted to have a really good home console presence. Yeah, I look. I just, I just want to know what it fucking is. I wanted. I just want to see it. I just want to see it and go. All right, cool. Now I, I have a visual image of what it looks like. Now what it is. See, even even, even seeing it though, Joel. Like, <laughs> but like that's what I mean. Like I don't, I don't. From then on, I could I could speculate a little bit more clearly about what it what it is. The I last go, well, time, that part there might be the thing. And the last time Nintendo did a hardware reveal, it was the Wii U. Oh, oh yeah, and we could, we were still speculating because we we're like, "What the fuck is this? Is this just a, that's very true? Is this is a tablet for the Wii. It's called the Wii U. It sounds like it could just be an add-on for it, but we don't know. It looks better. Oh, yeah, I don't know. And I'm worried Nintendo might. I mean, I'm sure they've learned from that reveal debacle. Surely, surely they've learned from that one. I'm just worried they have to back themselves into a corner. I look, the ever optimistic Nintendo fan in me is just—they're going to nail this. They're saying like they're going to nail this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I want to believe, man. I love Nintendo. We're going to have those. We're going to this time next year. We're going to we will have played you know Breath of the Wild on our NX and. We would have had news about this new Pokemon game, this new Mario game, Nintendo new fucking a Metro Prime game. I don't know, like you know, that's the high optimistic Joel. Nintendo are the only console manufacturers that I will always buy their hardware. Like no questions yep. asked. Like I, w- yep. I will raise an eyebrow at a new Sony or Microsoft thing, going, eh, way, uh. but Nintendo, it's like cool, I'll buy it. Just give it to I me. I mean, we're already lining up to buy a fucking ninety nine dollar Mini NES at the end of the year as well. Oh man. 
Give yep. it to me. Yep. I'm, I'm, the more Pick I think up. about that mini NES, I'm super excited for that. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, surely we're going to hear some news soon about this, well, about look, the NX. If, if that rumoured report from last week's episode that we talked about is to be yes. believed, September's a month. But hey, yep. we'll see. It's Nintendo. TGS. TGS. I'm, I'm, that's, uh, that's my bet. Again, it won't be, I don't think it'll now. be at TGS, man. I'm guaranteed. It'll be around that time. Because Nintendo just don't really show at TGS. They just don't care. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think it'll be at TGS necessarily. Necessarily? Fuck me. Uh, but I think it'll be around that time, capitalizing on that hype. Maybe. They'll still do their own thing, and, uh, and they'll do it that way. That would be the smart thing to do. We'll see. Like, again, Nintendo likes to be the odd duck. They, they like to do cut. their own yep. thing. For better or worse, yes. but, you know, it's given us some gold, so I'm inclined to true. let them do their thing. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, only time will tell. Uh, will it tell? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, just give me a Metroid game, I'll be happy. Yep. That's all I need to yep. live. Metroid is like, just give me it, just give it to me. Oh, I would, I would like that too, please. Uh... All right, so our last little news topic today that I thought I'd touch on, it's very something very small, but I thought it was really cool and really interesting and a bit of a glimpse into what the future could hold. Uh, the uh, International Invitational? The International, I think it is. Dota 2. Um, their, their big yearly competition, which is the prize money is basically crowdfunded by uh, people who buy the compendium, which has a whole bunch of in-game items and stuff like that. Holy crap! And, uh, I just looked at the pri- sorry. I just looked at the prize pool. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's 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 fucking serious. That's like, crazy. I only know about this because one of my friends is mad Dota, and that's that's all I know about it. Um, so yeah, you buy this compendium, which is like thirty or forty dollars, and it's basically like a kind of like what BlizzCon do with like their virtual tickets for for BlizzCon. Um, you get a whole bunch of in-game stuff. You get access to watch all the live streams of all the of all the uh the, the tournaments and the rounds and um your money or part of your money goes towards the prize pool basically so the more people that buy it the bigger the prize pool and makes it more exciting because then more people watch it it's very clever and yeah it's brilliant it's a brilliant idea again especially looking um, at the prize pool yeah exactly it's, what's it up to now it is up to 18 essentially 18.7 million Fucking crazy it's money! It's up from this... what was reportedly eighteen point four million like a day or so ago. That's crazy. That's insane. That's a big it prize pool. Insane. Hey Joel, we need to get good at mobas. Yeah, I know we do, don't we? I really. Hey, like Tonky is always offered that he would uh, teach me how to play. No, I'm too scared. And he tried. I did try and play, and I did enjoy it for what it was for what it's worth. I did enjoy it, but it's just it's very overwhelming. I'm just Dota scared. Is super I, overwhelming. I, I, I played LOL and. It didn't go well for me, Joel. No, 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 no. Dota, Dota 2 didn't go well for me I either. I didn't feel um, welcomed at all. So I ran nope. and quit the game and deleted it and never went back. It wasn't I didn't feel welcomed. I was overwhelmed. That, that too. was the best part of it. The yeah, combination of the two things for me. But uh, they have come out this year and announced that Dota, the Dota 2 Invitational will be entirely viewable in VR. Which is awesome. So you can essentially, you know... There's like a, I think there's like a virtual ticket you can like, like I said before, but it's like a VR one, uh, where you can basically chuck on your, your Oculus or your Vive. I think it's compatible with both. 
kick back and uh, you know watch it like you're actually at the venue. And I think it even goes so far as that you can actually zoom all the way into the in-game map. So you can actually fly into the game and watch the action from... Which is what people have been saying that VR should be used for for ages. And they're actually doing it. That's and cool. I think it's awesome. I mean, could you imagine for like sports events and things like that as well, being able to like, you know... You, you only got to look at the stadiums in, say, for like soccer or like uh, American football. Like, those stadiums are huge. And the, the players look like little specks on the ground from when you're sitting up in the, the top the top layers. If you could sit at home, chuck on a VR headset and be... You know, field side. Well, I don't know what it is. Um, this I am so not sports centric. I don't know why I chose this analogy. Sports, but sports, sports. Yeah, so you could sit on you know court side at a basketball game, and you could sit there and watch the game from there. That's such a cool idea. It's a very cool idea. Uh, I would love for this to catch on, and I would also love for VR to become something I could afford, so I could inv- get involved because it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think we're 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 gonna be that'll be the next couple of years. We're, we'll get there. I think this this we're we're still in the uh, the uh, what is it commercial beta testing period. Well, it's like when it's when Blu-ray players came out and they were like so much for, that was a ridiculous oh, yeah. price tag and TVs like yeah like it it happens but I just I I am so keen that I want to skip forward to where I can afford it. Yeah, I I am I'm very excited. I just want to play one. I just haven't I haven't even played anything. I just want to play. With something in VR already, um, but yeah, so that wraps up our news. Uh, I, now I just wanted to put in a little topic this week uh, because there is a quite a big release coming out next week. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a little little game. It's just a little game, you know. just by a little a small little team. Actually, are a small little team. They are literally a small little team. Yeah, they are a small little team. No Man's Sky finally gets its release. Holy shit! That game next comes Wednesday. out in a week. In a week's time. Less than a week. We'll then. be playing it. Yeah, less than a week. That's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. in a week we'll be playing, yeah. Wow, this has been a journey with this game, hasn't it? I'm kind of glad I jumped on the hype train late. Like, that kind of feels Same. good. Yep. We sort of jumped... It was weird, because when it first got announced, we all jumped on and went, whoa, that looks awesome. And then we forgot about it for a year until next year's E3, and we went, oh, yeah, that game, that's kind of cool. And then yeah. these last six months, it's just... It's ramped up at just such a great pace for me, personally. Um, I know a lot of people out there have been pinning a lot of uh, hope on this game and a lot of expectations on this game. They've been getting and, a little crazy. Yeah, and I think that's that's not the right way to go about it. I think the game's going to be... I think the game's going to be fantastic. But I don't think it's going to be the second coming of Jesus of video games. No, it's going to be a game you put in and you play it for a couple hours a night... Find a planet, name some animals, and then probably jump out. Like it's going to have that same hook as like Minecraft or Stardew Valley or something like that. It's going to have that same sort of gameplay hook and that gameplay loop that gets you in. And you sit down, and you can sit down and play it for six hours straight, or you can just jump in for an hour when you got time to kill. And you know, oh, there's a planet. I'll go check that out. That's kind of cool. All right, yeah. I'm off. Like I'm just excited to get in my spaceship and go and be a sweet space pirate. Yep, absolutely. I just want to. I just want to explore and just find it. Find everything in this universe. Um, it's exciting. It's 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 to see this game finally released. I can't imagine how sure Murray must be feeling right now. It must be crazy. I saw an update on Twitter. I think yesterday, like of the team up at like five a.m. because they were just finishing off the 
the the last moments or the last touches of their first content update for the game. Yes, which, yeah. with bug fixes and apparently maybe new content. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, they said it's a their day one patch, which yeah. is why the the reviews haven't been able to go up yet because they're still working on that that patch. So, um, I guess that, that means the review copies haven't gone out yet as such. I, I don't know what that I mean. Means. I I will say they probably have purely because yeah. of the game that leaked. But uh, actually, that that's very true. So that's another good thing to touch on as well. Uh, some some people got their hands on the game and have popped their impressions up online. Some people, including a person who paid over was it a thousand dollars for a copy of oh, it? Something ridiculous like that. It's insane. Um, so yeah, they've they've popped up videos online which you can watch. But Sean Murray has requested, and I love this. This just proves how much I love this guy. He's just such a humble, humble man, and he's just there. He's essentially in the corner going, please don't do that. Um, he came out on Twitter and said, yeah, there's videos out online, but please don't spoil it for yourself. Like, wait, wait a week and play it for yourself and experience it for yourself. And I was like, you know what? I'm absolutely going to fucking do that. I was already going to do that, but because you've said that in such a nice and polite, lovely manner, yeah, he wasn't just like, no, fuck you for putting our game out online. He was just like, you can watch it, but you should really experience it for yourself. Sean Murray seems like a cool guy. He's um, such a nice dude. The only thing I spoil for myself, and it isn't actual gameplay or anything mm. like that, I just... Because they, the, obviously the guy who did it and played it and wrote up everything basically mm-hmm. also said how long it took him to reach the centre of the universe. That yes. was the only thing I looked up. And you know what? I won't say it just in case. I was happy. Yep. The length of yep. time sounds perfect for me. Me too. I, I everyone's been saying how you know that's you know not great, but the th- the thing is the, the game is you're going to get out of this game what you put into it. Yeah, so basically. If you want to just get to the, the the center of the universe and and by all means go nuts, be the, be the first person there, whatever. Again, like to bring but it if back you wanna, to like the sort of like comparison again, not perfect comparison to Minecraft, but if you want to go mm. to the end and kill the Ender Dragon. You can do yeah. it pretty quickly if you really want these, to. These are games that are not about the destination. They're about the journey. As cliche as that is, but it's cliche for a reason because that's what it is. You know, It's about the journey and making your own stories in this world. Look, and, this time next week, we're going to be talking about all these weird planets we found. Yep, and all our stories that we've had and like you know, our run-ins with the law enforcement on these planets and like how we flew in the space and we saw some random person fly past. And we're like, oh, was that someone? And, and you know, It's going to be a fun experience and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to to dive headfirst into this world. So, um, I just wanted to touch on that this week because you know we've actually been saying the last few weeks we were going to do sort of a bit of a No Man's Sky talk, but I don't know. It was just nice to see uh, to touch on this game that is developed by this what is it, like thirteen people or something. Oh, it's, if that, it's a small studio. By Hello Games. Um, what was that game before this? Like Joe Danger. Joe Danger. To which this? great game. Great games. Again, nothing the against, Joe Danger series. Nothing really against cool Joe games. Danger, but like, if you compare but, what Joe Danger is to what No Man's Sky is, that's crazy. Oh, it's insane! Like, just, and the fact that this game seems like it's running on some sort of like blood magic witchcraft. <laughs> I have no idea how it's running. We've discussed the the the, the craziness of that, whatever their system is. The, it's it's gonna be. Oh, I know. I have no idea. I'll never understand what it's running on. It, but, it's exciting, and I just think. It's a shame if people are letting their own hype ruin it for them. Like, that's a bummer. This is, 
we went through this exact same thing no more than three or four weeks ago with Pokemon Go. Yeah, it's true. People were like, well, I can't do this, so this game sucks. And it's like, well, appreciate it for what it is. Don't go out going, this isn't what I wanted. I want this. Why isn't it like this? Go, well, this is what it's like. I'm going to enjoy the parts about this game that I really enjoy, and I'll talk about the things that I don't enjoy. Like, that's fine. You're allowed to not like stuff. And here's, to, here's the other thing. Like, you don't know what's going to come after No Man's Sky. You don't God, know what Hello no. Games are going to do next. Like, they might decide that they like doing this, but maybe they want to flesh it out some more. Like, you have yeah. no idea what they're going to do next. Could you imagine how much money Sony's going to be throwing at them after this game launches? Yeah, well, I mean, because it's, like, it's PS4 and PC only at the moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, the amount of money that Sony's throwing at them, can you, you imagine how much that Xbox are going to try and throw at them as well? Like, it's crazy shit I mean they might not even want to do another big console game they might just want to go back to making mobile games again for I mean, a while they like, might this has probably been a very stressful and draining process oh, for them I just I I just want to go and give everyone at Hello Games a hug if for some reason one of you knows that is listening to this knows someone from Hello Games can you just can you just hug them for me uh-huh. and tell them that I love them I, I do I I Ever since seeing Sean get out on stage at that first uh, E3 conference, that Sony conference, and just how overwhelmed he looked, overwhelmed with, like, emotions that he felt by standing on that stage in front of that many people talking about his little game, his little baby, his little project that he's brought to life. Um, it's just amazing to listen to I just, and watch. I just... Okay, so the only thing... If, like, if No Man's Sky can do this one thing, thing for me, I'll be happy. And I know it can do it, so that's why I'm set. I just yep. can't wait to be on the surface of a planet, get in my ship, fly into space, fly to yes. another planet, and land on that planet and be like, cool, I'm happy. This is this is what I wanted. I'm good. Yeah, right. I mean... <sighs> I'm going to fly around space and just... Oh, man, it's going to be so exciting. I'm, I'm just really excited to get into this game, and it's just... It's been such a lovely story from start to finish, uh, watching this game develop and the team behind it develop. It's crazy um, how close it is now. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it's like we've been talking about it forever, and it's actually happening. Like, it's like the last game. We'll be having the same conversation in a few months' time when the last Guardian comes out as well. There's like a game like this every month, man. Like it's insane. Yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen. Final Fantasy Fifteen is well. a big one. Yep. Um, and then, like you know, next year we've got Persona Five as well. Jeez, oh, Joel, I've, I've got Persona Five that's going to arrive in like a, well, a month. Well, I'm not saying some... that to rub it in your face. Like that's, <laughs> I'm going to look at it and be like, this is a game I have now. Yep, that's crazy. No, yeah, well, exactly. This game exists. It's finished. Like there we are. We've ticked off all the other boxes on our list now of things that we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, Persona came up. We're good. That's Persona that's it. came up. So that's yeah, the trifecta. Cool. The Holy Trinity. You're welcome, everyone. The Triforce. Um, cool. Well, that just almost wraps it up for us. We, we've we've got uh, some questions. We're going to hit the questions now, and I say questions, but I only mean question. We were a bit slack. This week. We were a bit slack, Joel. This is on yeah, us. Yeah, we were. We did drop the ball. I, pull, I put up like the thing at like five o'clock or something. I think. Yeah, I, I've look. I've been I've been feeling out of sorts it's, all this week. It's so been a, I don't know what. It's, it's been, been a crazy week for me. So. Yeah, you could probably tell if you're listening to this. I sound like a crazy person, even more so than I normally you do. You always sound like. Like, at least a little bit like a crazy person. I do, and I'm really dry at the moment because I didn't grab a drink before we started oh, recording this. Cool. Yeah, uh, so that's why I'm, like, getting really raspy. I'm like, <sighs> I have my, so I apologize for my that. glorious and refreshing glass of water to my Ugh. side. 
I had I had like well I've got a little bit left. I've got like some apple cider sitting next to me. That's I guess it's liquid. So yeah, it's sort of doing the trick. But I've, it's it's very minimal that I've got left in there. And it's not cold anymore. So uh, our question this week is from our good friend Sean Sean Kirkpatrick, good friend of the show, very good friend of the show. Um, he asks us this week. When was the last game, uh, when was the last time, I think, a game really surprised you? Whether it be a unique mechanic, an original storyline, or something else you weren't anticipating. And this is, this is a tough one. I had a few things for this one. Yeah, I had a few games I was um, going to bring up, because like, I've had like games in recent memory but I've got, but, that surprised me in one way yeah, or another. Like, well, you know, if you told me two years ago that, uh, you know, in the future, I'd be playing a competitive online shooter like nearly two months after its launch, still and having a fun time with it. I would have laughed in your face. That's crazy. Like, I, I passed seventy hours in that damn game, and I don't know how I've gotten here. It's insane. Is that have you hit a hundred yet? Ah, uh, no, I'm ninety five. I'm close. Ooh, so close. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, like you know, so things like that. Um. There was another one I had before as well that really surprised me. I thought, um, Uncharted 4, the ending of Uncharted 4. I actually was going to say about the ending of Uncharted 4, I'm not going to say anything about it because I still think you should play that game, especially if you've played the series and you haven't played the fourth entry. Well, the ending of that game is just amazing. Um, it's a doozy. Yeah, and it, it surprised me because I, I didn't I honestly didn't know how that game was going to end and wrap up that storyline and wrap up that those characters. I'm still, to this day annoyed at my ps4 oh, just for 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 not spoiling the ending and again i won't say oh, just in case right, i yes. saw a picture and i was yep. like huh i haven't seen that happen yet mm-hmm. and then i got to that part in the game and i was like huh fuck you ps4 yeah i like i had a suspicion that that i i had hope so that was the way it was going to go yeah the way that they executed it was just perfect I just wish I had not known. Perfect. Stupid little yeah, that sucks. Like people currently live streaming this game you're playing. Here's a picture yeah. from it. I'm like, whoa, that's a spoiler. Thanks. Yep. Oh well. Still, um, good ending. Yeah. So, do you want to do you want to dive into this one, Karen? Sure. So, I sifted through some lists from games. Like, I mm-hmm. never said Dark Souls because even though I had yes. played Demon Souls, I was like, oh yeah, this game's not bad. I mm-hmm. didn't expect to fall head over heels in love with Dark Souls 1 when I, like, the second I picked it up. Uh, there's even, like, Splatoon, like, a game, Nintendo's first oh, yeah, it's a good one. competitive shooter. I was like, how the fuck is this going to work? But it did. Yeah, it did. But as far as games that really, really surprised me go, like, the biggest one I could think of was The World Ends With You. Lovely the choice. The World Ends With You being a brilliant JRPG available on the Nintendo DS which you can also buy on mobile phones for an exorbitant price if you don't mind paying yes. Square Enix a lot of money um, I did pay that price yeah I, I bought it on iOS for like I think mm. it was like 30 bucks when I bought it yeah I that, think I managed to get it for like 17 or something that's as well as buying a DS card of a game for 70 so oh you yeah. know what I love this game um, and basically the reason why it surprised it, it surprised me because I am not a fan of touch input for a lot of games. I just don't think it'll. Much like motion controls, I would just rather have buttons. Buttons work. Yeah. I can press fair. a button. Buttons react. Um, but 
the so basically all the combat and even the movement and all the basically the game is touch screens essentially yeah uh and holy shit i loved it like the combat like swiping to get the noise was fun like tin penny was strangely and weirdly addictive oh tapping on noise to like and like chaining them together to do comp like to get better loot from your encounters just man that game and the the cool thing about it was that you, you while you were doing this all on the touchscreen, you were also using the face buttons to do yeah. stuff. It was on the crazy. top screen. It was insane. And it, it when you when you think about that and you explain it to someone, it's like so you you you're doing this part of the combat down at the bottom and you're doing this part up on the top and it's they're like, What? So you're doing this at the same time? Yeah, it's like how does that work? It seems like such a mess. Especially so the biggest clusterfuck. Each like cause each of the characters you partner with have their own inputs. Oh, of course, like, yeah. Because the one, again, I always remember, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure it's Jonathan, has, like, the D-pad ones. Yep. And you've got to, on the fly, like, enter the D-pad combination, and you've got to, basically, you're better off aiming for the longer string to do more damage. That's and you're doing right. all yep. that while you're swapping on the bottom screen, and it just, it became second nature, which, again, is weird because it just makes no sense. Yeah. See, like, I'm a big fan. I, I'm a big fan of mobile games and things like that, and touch controls don't bother me. When they're done right. Um, virtual uh, virtual uh, joysticks and can like control pads and things like that sometimes work. Controls like virtual uh, thumbsticks can work, especially with like twin stick shooter things and stuff like that. I played quite a lot of them on my phone. Not big and on had them, a good Not time. Big on them, and that's fair enough. But when they do things right, like like with the world ends with you, or say uh, Combo Crew by the Game Bakers, who also made Fury. Uh, that we spoke about a few weeks ago. Um, Combo Crew was such a really cool game. It was a, it was a beat 'em up brawler, uh, like a wave based beat 'em up brawler that had a storyline and everything as well. Um, that used only touch controls and swipe controls. Sounds awful, but really fucking good and really well executed. Uh, and that's the important thing. So, yeah, a good choice, man. It's a great game, and to this it's day, game. it is criminal that it hasn't had at least some sort of spiritual successor on the Wii U which is built oh. almost with that in mind and it hurts me and the only time I've seen Neku and Jonathan and all my mates and Beaten and Rhyme and all that has been in Kingdom Hearts 3D and I'm oh my god I have to buy the new Kingdom Hearts game don't I I have to oh 2.8 yeah yeah because they're gonna be in it oh, yep damn it Square Enix damn you yep. Square Enix final buy it just, just fucking oh, no. just give us another one oh, please geez. I love what it was a few I just wanted a, an excuse game. to talk about it. Yeah, no, very, very. I'm totally on board. With Amazing that. combat, intriguing story, fun, yep. fun style and fashion. And Soundtrack the music was is amazing. Just, go play one of you. Track it down. It yep is expensive, but good and worth it. Yes, it's worth it. Totally worth it. Anyway, that's me. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so. I had a few things. Uh, I, th- I just thought of another one just before as well because I was rereading the question. Um, uh, so I'll start with that one. So like a unique game mechanic uh, and, and an original storyline actually. Pardon me. Oh, my God. Pardon me. Sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, unique mechanic or original storyline. Uh, Portal. Oh, shit. Playing Portal for the first time. It's a good example. I mean, like... Trying to describe that to someone on paper, it's like, so yeah, you have this gun, you can create, you know, a portal and you can like go through it. And then 
that makes sense. And then you see it and you go, that makes sense. And then you play it and you go, what the fuck am I doing? How is, what's going on? Especially when you get into those later puzzles as well. And even into Portal 2 as well. Portal 2 gets um, really crazy. Portal 2 gets insane. And the storyline of 1 is so simple and, and so well done that I really enjoyed it. But 2 just builds on it so beautifully as well. Um, and over 2, I always give it to 1 just because of how good Still Alive is, is as a song. Yep. Good old Jonathan Colton. Good guy. Jonathan Colton, isn't it? Yeah, yeah Jonathan Colton. Colton, Colton. Colton, yeah, um, yeah. So I, that that was one I just thought of. Then I was like, yeah, Portal, that's a really good one. Um, and yeah, it, it blew me away. Like I remember, I think I was over at our friend's house. I think I was over at Brod's house, and uh, he was talking about Portal. He's like, you've got to play, it, you've got to play it. And he sat me down. He said, like, sat me down in front of his computer. Said, all right, go for it. And I, I played it. I sat there and played pretty much half the game at his house, and I fucking fell in love with it and he he was sitting on the uh, like he's sitting behind me like trying so hard not to like go okay you've got to go over there and do this and he's like just trying to let me figure it out on my own um and that experience was so good and i was blown away by this game that i had no i knew nothing about um which also leads into my next game that i did write down uh i'd never played a from software game until the start of 2015 uh and before that, when when Bloodborne got announced, um, I was like, I'd never really, like, the Souls games never really clicked with me. I was like, I'm not huge on sort of the medieval fantasy sort of stuff. That's not my jam normally. Um, so I didn't really buy into Dark Souls uh, when that was around. But, like, the trailer came out for Bloodborne, and I'm like, that's from Fun Stuff there. Cool. And, oh, it's this really, like, gothic Victorian horror-esque really grotesque looking game and I'm like okay I'm listening and I sort of thought maybe I'm ready to try and tackle this this kind of game like maybe I'm not such a, a dumb stupid gamer after all um and I'm so glad I did I bought it and you I remember leading up to it I did I was so happy with myself it's my proudest accomplishment as a gamer um I I feel like I remember like the, the week leading up to it um I'm going what if I buy it and I don't like it? Like, what if... And I, even when I picked it up, I got it home and I'm, like, installing it. I'm going, what if I'm really bad at it? What if I can't... What if I can't play it? Um, And then after, like, very tensely going through that first opening area, uh, which took me, like, three hours to do, which when I went back to it recently as, like, a, on a new game... Uh, not a new game plus, just on a normal another playthrough, um, it took me all of about 40 minutes to do. And I'm just like, whatever. Like... I know what's happening here. But that's the thing. That's why those games are, are great because you spend hours on like a zone going, okay, I've got to, mm-hmm. you, you just chip away and you figure out where you go and what enemies are where. And then you go yep. back and you're like, cool, bam, 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 boss done, one, bonfire, yep. home. You're like, whatever. I never, well, that's the thing. I never thought I would enjoy having to meticulously study the levels and study enemy uh, attack patterns and things like that. That was never something that I enjoyed in games before. I always liked, you know, action brawlers and running in and hitting staff and all that sort of thing, you know. Uh, I, I never enjoyed games where I had to skillfully plan my way of attack to get through an area. And for some reason, I I remember the moment I clicked and I was over at your house playing it. I took my PlayStation over to your house and I was playing it. 
and I slowly started descending into madness. And that madness was the first step that's, to sort of that's how you become a from good. software fan. Yeah, that's 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 the first step to getting good. Okay, um, and so I, I I was literally talking myself in circles while I was trying to beat Gascoigne, and that was the moment where I was like, "This is this game is doing something to me, and I really like it. I actually really like it. It got into my veins and under my skin, and I was." It changed me, man. It was, it, you know. Sometimes we just want a game to kick our ass. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to go and like pick up a game that's like, oh, this game's so hard. I'm like, oh, cool, I'll give it a go. And it might be hard and I might not enjoy it, but at least I, beforehand I would have been like, oh, it's so hard, I don't want to play that. That's the thing. That's, yeah, that's why I went back and played Bayonetta 1 and 2 again. So and I finished them both and they were so good. We've opened the From Software can of worms now. Yep. Um, basically... Again, a lot of people say this, a lot of people have said this, and a lot of people will continue to say this, but enjoying their games has made me better at every game, really. Yep. Like, I'm so much Absolutely. more patient now. Mm-hmm. Um, I will I will sit back and I will learn patterns and all that sort of, all that stuff. But again, like, before I play Dark Souls 1, fuck that, like... <laughs> Yeah, like it's like oh cool. Yeah. If I had to sit down, I'm like oh boring. I just want to play the game. Yeah, but like it's... this, like the Dark Souls and the Bloodborne game, uh, they brought me back to my younger days. Yep, of the old NES games where games were fucking hard because oh yeah, they weren't very big and they were expensive, so they had to make it worth your, you know, money basically. Yep, uh, and to have that sort of evolve into and yeah, not not directly because I'm sure that's not what From Software set out to do and the games also have so much else going for them beyond their difficulty but they've just made me so much better at games in general yeah oh absolutely like it's oh, it's just they're a joy to play in all its sadistic ass kicking glory like it's we're going to sit you down, Joel, and we're going to get you through Dark Souls 1, even if I'm playing it and you're watching it. You have to go through that game. That's that's fine. I, 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 I want to play it. I do have it on my laptop, but I just I don't I don't want to play it on my laptop because I just don't think it's going to run as well as I want it to. I mean, to be on um, the PS3 version. Well, you know, it's dicey. Mm, okay. mm. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I will play it eventually. I definitely want to play it. Um, there was a, a a movement recently, I think, just after Dark Souls three, where the Dark Souls community came together and started new characters. I think it was a while ago now, so we've no doubt missed it. But yeah, that's that's the other thing that makes these games great: the community, such a good community. Yeah, it's 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 interesting to see, you know, you could almost relate it back to the way like the the Pokemon Go community is two completely different. <laughs> circles and ideas but the same sort of similar um honestly idea of everyone you know coming what? together i it sounds like it's wild to compare the two but like in dark souls and bloodborne a lot of our time was spent like swapping tips and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and in pokemon go like i'll have people if i'm sometimes out and people are visibly on pokemon go they'll be like hey there's like a charmander over there yep. i'll just I'm like cool thanks i'm heading over there there's yep, like exactly. blah blah over there and so you know what that comparison's not that weird yeah and also too when both games launched that nobody knows anything about them and there's little tutorial to give you any indication of what to do 
And so you sort of have to figure it out on your own. Oh, man, that's, um, that's my favorite part. I, there's no feeling like sitting down and popping a new From Software game in your console going, all right, what do you got for me this time? Yep. What do you got? I, I'm eagerly uh, anticipating what they're going to do next. Holy um, shit, man. Don't, don't even worry about that. We've got DLC first, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's Dark Souls 3 DLC coming. And you've still, still, still got to go through Old Hunters as well. I've still got to go through well. Old Hunters, man. Oh, Jesus. I've got to go back to that. Um, you got to go beat the Orphan of Kos. He is terrifying. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> I, oh, God, I love that game. We went off topic, but... We did. Well, it was on topic. It was on topic, know, and then I just was steering. I'm like, no, you know what? We're talking about From Software. I love those guys. <laughs> They're so crazy and cool, and I love them. Miyazaki, yep. you are a genius. I just... Oh, I can't wait to see what wild card thing they're going to do next. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Cool. And uh, on that note... That lovely note to end on. It's, uh, that seems about it for this week. Yeah. I think. That's about, so, uh, that's about all there is. That is about it. Uh, so thank you, Sean, for your question. Um, it's really appreciated. We really appreciate your uh, correspondence with us. Lovely. Uh, so, Karen, do you want to take us out this week? Sure thing. I did say I would do it earlier anyway. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, thanks for listening if you are still here. If not... Well, Jesus, this is really awkward. Oh. Um, We're talking to ourselves, Karen. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> so you can follow us on Twitter, which is at Dialogue Options, or you can like us on Facebook, which is also Dialogue Options. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on Podbean or iTunes or just dump our RSS feed in whatever podcast hosting or downloading service you use. Yeah, and if you do listen to us on iTunes, please give us a rating yes. and a review. That's a really, really important one. We would love if it you if you like did that. what we're doing. Yeah, if you like what we're doing and you really want to support us, that is the best way for you to do it. Well, so, even, um, even if you don't like it, just do it anyway because yeah, we'll just, be your friend. That's fine. I promise. Um, yeah, we will. we will. But yeah, so and then if you would like to follow me individually on Twitter, I am at LemonManX. And Joel, what are you? I am at Jolly Mac. Oh, Nailed getting, it. You're getting there, man. I'm so proud Nailed of you. Nailed it. Nail so proud of you. Yes. So anyway, thanks for sticking it out. This is episode eight, and uh, we'll see you next time. We will leave you with our lovely theme song, as always, by Azura Flux. Strike witches get bitches. See you next week, guys. Later. <laughs>